It is on page 1,221 in your pew Bibles. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call upon me, and I will come and pray to you. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I declare, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Good, good Father, we've sung praise to you, we've heard scripture read, we've prayed to you already, and Lord, and now we're going to reflect on your word. Lord, I, I pray that all the praise we've done, all the scripture and the prayers that we have given to you, that they may soak deep inside of our minds and hearts and souls that it may shape us more and more into who you call us to be. And I pray that the words which will be spoken now, may they be your words and not mine. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Hey, cadets, it's great to have you here this morning. So how many of you like hanging out and talking with your dad? Eh, I see most of you, all of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. It kind of depends on what mood your dad's in, right? It's, uh, I know that's what my kids would always say anyway, that, you know, we love to hang out with you, Dad, as long as you're in a good mood, you know? If you're in a bad mood, uh, you know, we're not quite so sure. One of my favorite memories of spending time with my dad is fishing with him. We would go out early, early in the morning, and we'd go out in the boat, and we'd have a lunch, and we'd have drinks, and we'd have fishing rods and tackles, and he would tell me stories. He would tell me and my brother stories of when he was growing up. I got to know a lot about my dad during those fishing days. And then he would, he would always encourage us, you know, to, to, be, to be men, to not just kind of do what everybody else does, but to always remember who we were. And he'd say, you know what, I gave you a good name and I want you to have, I want you to keep that name good as well because, you know, we want to keep a good name for, for God too. But that means we have to talk with God. And that's why today's Cadet Sunday, and, and I think it's so cool that, that your Bible verse is all about talking to God. You know, that, hey God, it's me. 
Now, I know for some of the older people here, they may go, oh, you know what? That doesn't quite sound right. You know, saying to God, hi, God, like, oh, I don't know. You know, we're supposed to close our eyes and fold our hands, and, and we're supposed to maybe even go down on our knees, and, and we have to use big Bible words to pray. You know, hi, God, it's me. doesn't always sound quite, quite the way we're used to. But God's our Father, And when you go home and you talk to your dad, you say, Hi, Father. How are you today? You know, I'd like to tell you a little bit about my day. No, you run up and and if you're still young, you run up and give him a hug or you give him a high five or you fist pump or you do something like that. You say, Hey, Dad, it's me. Great to... Great to be home, and, and then he'll ask you about how your day is going and everything else. You'll tell him about your day. Maybe when you get older, you don't say as much. I know when I ask my grandson, how's your day in school? Oh, yeah. So what'd you do? Oh, nothing. Um, but that's okay. You know what? Just kind of talking with each other and being together is really, really important. And that's what your Bible verse is all about. God is saying, you know what, uh, you're going to call on me and you're going to kind of come and pray to me and, and I'll listen to you. And I loved that idea of God saying, you know what, I want to reassure you. I want you to know for sure that when you talk to me, I'm listening. I'm paying attention. I don't want you to ever feel like you're talking to a big, big sky and nobody's ever paying attention. I want you to know that I'm always paying attention to you because you're that important to me. One of the coolest things I've learned over the years is that God really wants us to come and talk to him. And he wants us to trust that he is paying attention, that he's listening. And I love how Jesus says, you know what? Talk to God and use the word Abba. So now Abba means father. Now that's how we translate it. But, but Abba was one of these words that a, a son who really loves his dad and is really close to his dad would come and, and use and say to him. So really what, what Jesus is saying is... Talk to God and say, hey, Daddy, you know what? You're the one in charge. Everything's under your control. But thank you. Thank you that I'm your child. Because I know that when I called my dad father, he knew I was either in trouble or I was going to be asking him for something. But when I called him Daddy, that meant that I just liked being with him. And I like talking to him and hanging out with him. And my dad, he was a really great guy. And he would teach me all kinds of stuff. And he didn't always talk a whole lot. But I was always amazed that even while he may be busy in his workshop and I'm kind of working there and, and I'm talking, yeah, I, I kind of talked a lot. So, uh, but my dad always paid attention, even when he was working with tools. And I was always amazed at how, you know, as we were going upstairs from his workshop, how he'd all of a sudden bring up something I had said earlier in our conversation. He'd say, so what's really going on here? And I always felt that I was safe. I always felt that I was loved. And that was really cool. Because your dads love you a lot. 
Some of you, maybe it's your granddad's that's really important in your life. I don't know all your family situations. I know for me that I lived with my grandparents a lot because my mom was in the sick was sick and in the hospital a lot when I was growing up. So in some ways, my granddad was like a dad. But they love you and they care for you. But they're, they're people. And sometimes when you want to talk to them, you say, hey, dad, let's go hang out. They'll say, you know what, I'm tired. It's been a long day at work and it was so busy. Or they may say, I'm not feeling well, and, and you know, I just need to lie down. Or, or maybe they're distracted, something else is going on, and, and they're not quite really listening to you. And it doesn't mean they don't love you, it just means they're, they're human, they're, they're people. You know, I, I, love, I love talking to my dad when I went over the phone. Because he was always so excited to, to hear me. Because we had moved far, far away. He's in Thunder Bay, and we had moved to southern Ontario. We had moved to Michigan. We had gone to Quebec, and now we're out here. And, and whenever I would pick up the phone and call him, and i say, hey, Dad, it's me. He was always, whoa, that was really cool. And we could sometimes talk for a long time. One of the saddest things is my dad has Alzheimer's now. So he doesn't even know who I am anymore. But that's the difference with God. Is God doesn't get Alzheimer's. He doesn't get distracted. And he never gets busy and he never gets sick. Well, I think he is always busy. But he's never too busy not to listen to you when you want to come to talk to him. And that's, for me, that always was super special when I was first learning how to pray. Jesus shows us God's heart for children. One of my favorite stories is when he's kind of talking to all the people and and there's all kinds of kids around and and some of the kids want to sit on his lap and and the mothers want to bring and the fathers want to bring the kids to to sit on Jesus' lap to to get blessed. And at that time, kids were to be seen but not heard and even, uh, maybe not even be seen, just kind of stay in the background. They weren't really kind of really important in, in, in a lot of people's lives. So the disciples are kind of shooing them away. Say, hey, get out of here. Get out of here. You're pestering Jesus. Come on. Go away. Go away. And Jesus sees that and goes, hey, wait a minute. That's not right. You know what? All these kids here, maybe some of them had cadet uniforms on. No, probably not. There wasn't cadets yet. But you get the idea. But Jesus says, hey, look, come on. You come here. I want you to be right here. And he even takes some of them on his lap. And he, he blesses them. Just like the congregation blessed all the kids who were going to Sunday school and said, you know what? Jesus loves you and, and I want you to learn more about Jesus. Jesus blesses them and says, God loves you. You know, God's going to be with you. No matter where you go. And even if you're not always important to the people around you, you are always important to God. And Jesus goes on and tells the adults, hey adults, you know what? You see the kids here? Be more like them. You know what? They love their parents. They trust their parents. They depend on their parents for everything. You know what? So you got to be like them when you kind of relate to me. I want you to love me. I want you to trust me. I want you to depend on me for everything. So, you know what, you got to tell your parents, hey, you know, kind of check me out once in a while. 
God says he wants you to be more like me. Only when you're good. Okay? But that's one of the cool things is how much God loves you and how he pays attention to you even when other people aren't and even when other people might not care. But you know what? Sometimes it feels like God's far away. Just like it feels like your father's far away. Now when I visit my dad, his mind is far away. And I know he doesn't know who I am. He doesn't even probably realize, you know, how much I love him anymore. And that's what the people in the Bible passage this morning were feeling like. You see, they had messed up. They had messed up really bad. God had told them, you know what, when you live together as a people, you got to take care of those who are orphans, like who have no parents. you got to take care of widows, you know, women who don't have any husbands to take care of them. you got to take care of the poor people because you know what? You're all brothers and sisters together. You're all my children. So if a brother or sister is kind of going through a hard time, you know, help them out. And if there's a stranger that's come into the land, you know what, you've got to take care of them as well. Welcome them. Welcome them to your home. Give them, eat supper with them. Invite them for supper or for lunch. And if they've got no place to stay, hey, you know what, throw another pallet in the back and uh, give them a blanket and give them some place to sleep. But you know what, the people have got selfish. They started to think only about themselves. So God said, hey, wait a minute. That's not right. That's not how I told you to, to treat each other. I didn't teach you to ignore each other. I didn't teach you to not care about each other. I didn't teach you to take what the poor people have and keep it for yourself. So God allowed another country, another king, to take them out, out of Israel into another country. And they felt like God was really, really far away. And that's why, that's why God tells Jeremiah, hey, look, I want you to write a letter. I want you to write a letter to the people who are in another country. You know what? And they're, they're, they're sitting by the river there in Babylon, and they're crying. They're crying because they feel that, that I'm so far away. But I want you to let them know that, you know what? I got all kinds of plans for them yet. I got plans to prosper them, and I got plans to, to give them hope and all that kind of stuff. And you know what? And I'm going to do all this stuff for them. But I want them to talk to me. I want them to come to me. And you know what those plans were? Those plans were to bring the people back, back into Israel, which is a really cool thing because they had been out, by the time they go back, they've been gone for 70 years. You know, there are people in the congregation here who aren't even 70 years old yet. And, and they were gone for 70 years, but God brings them back. And what's even more special is the plans that God had was to bring a Messiah, somebody, a savior. And who does that end up to be? Any of you know who the, who the Messiah is, who the savior is? Yeah, I hear it from, from behind there. It's Jesus. Jesus comes to save us from all the stuff that they had forgotten to do. They, had, they didn't care. They were selfish. They had been greedy. They had been mean and cruel. They had... They had they hadn't really worshipped God or loved God, and Jesus came to, to call us back to God our Father, to remind us that, that God loves us, and he calls us to follow him and to be the people that he's called us to be. But, but there's still sin inside of us, and that keeps us far away from God. And, and, and Jesus goes to the cross, and he takes all our sin, all the stuff that keeps us far away from God our Father, and he, 
He dies so that all our sin can be washed away. And then he's raised from the grave. He's raised from the grave to show that he has the power to do that. And then he calls us to, to actually obey his commands. And his commands are to love God with everything we got and love our neighbor as ourself. You know, the stuff that the people in, in, in captivity, the people who in exile had forgotten. So that was God's big plan. And, and God's plan for us, for you as his children, is to also kind of be out into the world, showing the world who God calls us to be. To, to help make our church and, and our schools and our, our community a place where, where people love God and they love each other, you know, as best as they can. But it's not always easy. And, and again, that's why sometimes when God feels far away, God says, but I'm here. You know, you'll call on me. Come and pray to me. And I'm going to listen to you. You know, no matter what's going on at school, at home, in cadets, or at church, or, or wherever you are, no matter where you are, God's listening. God never stops paying attention. And, and all he wants from you is to stop during the day sometimes and say, hi, God, it's me. Hi, how are you doing? You know, this is what's going on in my day. You know, when I'm at school, I got a math test coming up. You know, can you help me in the math test? I know I should have studied harder, but, but can you at least give me a clear mind so I can do the best that I can? And I'm scared, I'm nervous. Or, or maybe, maybe you're, you're, you're in one of the parks and you see somebody being picked on and you say, hey God, it's me. Can you, can you kind of just help me as, as I help this kid who's being picked on? Can I show that that kid that, that he's loved and that somebody's paying attention to him and somebody cares? In that way, you know what? You're showing them who God is at the same time. He's interested in all that's going on. And just like your dad says, you know, how's school go today? God asks you the same kind of questions. He wants you at the end of the day to say, hey God, you know, it was a pretty cool day today. Or maybe, oh God, I didn't study for that test and I did really bad. Can you help me to study better next time? Or maybe you're lonely and you can say, hey God, you know what? I was lonely today. I'm glad that you're there, but I need a friend right here too. Can you send me a friend? Or maybe you can say, hey God, maybe use me to be a friend to somebody who's lonely. See, there's all these ways to kind of talk to God. Jesus says, ask whatever you want from me. God told King Solomon in a, in a dream, you know what? Ask for whatever you want me to give you. What did Solomon ask for? You remember? Yeah, he asked for wisdom. I might have asked for a Jeep. Solomon was a lot smarter than I am, so he asked for wisdom. But Jesus later on said, you know what? Whatever you ask for in my name, I'm going to give you. Now he does kind of put something around it that says, ask for whatever is going to glorify God. And whatever you ask for him then, he's going to say, you know what? For sure I'm going to give that to you. Now if you're asking for, you know, a, a horse or maybe you're asking for a new pair of skates or something, you might not get that. But if you're asking, hey God, you know what? Use me to be a friend. Use me to, to help somebody else. Use me to let my parents know 
how much, uh, how much you love them by how much I love them. Uh, maybe you could say, hey, God, you know, I'm really good at this. I see you guys are really good at some of the crafts and that. Maybe you say, hey, God, you know what? I'm pretty good at woodwork. Can you help me see a way that I can help somebody else by, by, by making something or fixing something for them? I see you guys like camping and that. Maybe asking somebody to come camping with you. Or maybe you and your dads or your grand, grandfathers go out camping or your uncles and, and you can say, you can, hey, is there somebody else that we can invite to come with us? You know, and then you can, you can talk about with them there as well. Hey, you know what? Let's just talk to God for a sec before we eat or before we go hiking or fishing or, or playing games or whatever. And that way you're glorifying God and you're also really becoming really cool people by kind of saying to God, hey, how can you use me? What I love about praying is that it makes God feel close. My dad's far away, and, uh, and I really miss him. And I know that when he still remembered who I was, he really missed me too. And God misses us when we don't talk to him. And you know what? You'll find out that there's going to be times when you forget to pray, and then all of a sudden you realize, yeah, I miss God too. And God says, it's never too late. You know what, you can just kind of come and talk to me at any time, in any place. But praying does take a little bit of work. A few weeks ago, we had talked about the discipline of prayer here in Bethel, about how, you know what, you got to kind of work at it. There's this, there's this Nancy uh, Caparulo who reminds us, you know what, to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, be filled with all the fullness of God. There are or should be very humbling, these are or should be very humbling prospects. But we don't get there by accident. We have to persevere. Practice does make perfect. Uh, Ovid uh, observed centuries ago that nothing is stronger than habit. It doesn't just mysteriously happen. And talking with God, talking with your parents, you know, kind of talking with each other about God, it doesn't happen by accident. We have to practice it. And the more you practice it, the more you love doing it, and the, more, the easier it becomes as well. So ask your mom and dad to help you to pray. Maybe by doing the prayer at supper, or praying with you at bedtime, or maybe in the car while going to school or practice. Have you ever thought about praying in the car? I find that that's one of my favorite places to pray. I just kind of take a look around and I remember people in the church and I pray for the different ministries. Prayed for you guys this week. I was just driving in my car and I says, you know what, Lord, cadets are having a special Sunday. I hope they have a really, really wonderful time and that they're able to show the whole congregation and their parents, you know what? It's really cool getting to know Jesus and it's really cool, you know, trying to be like Jesus as well. You know what? I usually pray when I'm walking my dog Bella early in the morning. It's dark out. There's not a whole lot of people there. And I walk through the neighborhood, and I know some of the people there, so I pray for them when I walk by their house. There's a really mean dog down the road as well, so I pray that he won't be outside. But then I pray for people in the congregation, and I pray for our city. I ask God, hey, what do you got for me for today? What do you want me to do? Who do you want me to talk to? What do you want me to write in the sermon for next week? What do you want me to teach in the next class? And then I tell them what's going on in my family. 
You know, that my wife may be a little sore because her back cracking up, or uh, my daughter, or my grandson, or, you know, maybe they have a cold, or, or maybe they're just feeling a little lonely because uh, my daughter's brothers and sisters are far away. Um, I don't know. I just kind of think about what I can talk to about God, about my family. I always talk about God, about the church family. It's kind of one of my favorite things to do. And I do this because God likes hearing from us. He loves hearing from you. And the more I pray, you know, the better I'm, I'm getting at staying focused. Staying focused on God and talking to him. Because I realize that a lot of times I can be talking to God and then all of a sudden I'm like Bella. I'll see a squirrel and go, hey, squirrel. And then I'll forget that I'm talking to God. But then I got to come back. And God says, that's okay. You know, just keep talking to me. Keep, keep letting me know what's going on in your day. And you know what? The more I talk to God, the more connected I feel. And the less often I feel that he's far away. And you know what? And that's my prayer for you today. Is that you get to know God so good, so well, that you never fear, feel that he's far away and that you can talk to him about anything. And then just start off by saying, Hi God, it's me. Amen. Lord, thank you. Thank you that we can just talk to you wherever we are and what's ever going on. Thank you that you know what's going on in our lives, but you still want to hear about it anyway. And Lord, help us. Help us to to just kind of make prayer a regular part of our day, talking to you, just like we talk to our friends, we talk to our parents uh, every day. Lord, help us to remember to talk to you every day as well. But thank you for this gift of prayer. Amen.